Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Do you find yourself banging your head against the wall wondering what it is your clients really want from you? So let's say you've created a workshop and nobody shows up, or you finally launched your coaching program and no one's buying from you. Or maybe you're writing on social media and no one's commenting or connecting and you're just wondering, why is what I'm creating not connecting with people? What's going on here? Why aren't people showing up? Why aren't people interested in what I have to offer? So I wanted to talk about this topic today because I think this is something that so many of us forget to do when we're starting our business. And what I'm talking about here is market research. So, so many of us just jump into the business. We book the workshop we create our program, we start writing on social media, and we actually really don't even know what it is our audience wants from us. We've just made all of these assumptions based on what we want to create or what we want to do, but we don't actually know if it's if it's falling on deaf ears or if they're really excited about what it is we have to offer. So that's where market research comes in. And market research is all about going to the source. So going out there to your community or to your ideal client or to your audience and asking them questions about what they want, um, learning about their wants and needs and assessing, you know, okay, now that you know they want a certain thing, what are you going to create to bridge that gap for them and to bring them that thing that they really want and really need? Uh, But a lot of the time we miss this crucial part and we just skip over to creating that thing. And then again, crickets, no one's coming out, no one's showing up or no one's booking in. And we don't want that for you guys. So I'm really excited to bring you guys this topic. And the way that I like to look at market research is to have my clients do client interviews. So basically what this means is um, you'll go out to somebody that is your ideal client or someone that falls within your audience. Um, So for example, if you want to work with people with digestion issues, you would go out and try to find some people with digestion issues and start asking them a series of questions and really gain some knowledge from that group of people. So these are the client interviews um, that I like my own clients and my group program students in Luxury Nutrition Biz to run because it brings them so much information and so much value uh, throughout creating their entire business model. Okay, so let's get started. Where would you even start with the market research and the client interviews? So number one is you need to get clear on your niche. So I know I've said this time and time again, um, you probably think I sound like a Uh, broken record at this point, but it really is crucial that you know at least the type of audience you want to connect with and that you want to work with. So this could be as specific as you want to work with women between 25 to 45 who have IBS and who have SIBO um, and they're, you know, they tried everything um, and nothing has worked. So they're turning to nutrition, right? That's pretty specific. Where you could even just say you want to work with women with digestive issues. So that's a bit broader, but it's a lot more specific than just saying, I want to work with people um, to help them with nutrition. So wherever you are on the spectrum, if you know specifically, you know, the exact person that it is you want to work with, or at least the exact 
kind of demographic of people. Um, we're going to try to find those people through our interviews. And if we don't know that yet, and we just know a broader sense, I know I want to help people with just digestion, we're going to try to put a call out to, to get those people in. So number one, you need to know your niche. Because when we start promoting these um, client interviews that we're going to run, we want to get the right people in the door. Okay, so you're going to get clear on your niche. Once you've gotten a little bit more clarity on that, you're going to create a Facebook or an Instagram post calling out and asking people in your audience or in your demographic to actually get on a call with you so you can ask them some more questions. So what this is going to look like is you actually writing, again, a post for social media. Um, it can say something like, hey, I need your help. And then you're going to outline some pain points. So using digestion as an example, maybe you're going to say, have you been feeling super bloated and gassy and your pants are so tight you can't get them on and every single food you're eating is triggering um, you to run to the bathroom. Um, so that's, again, highlighting their pain, the stuff that they're going through. You might even say something like, have these kind of thoughts been keeping you up at night? Um, you know, I might as well just eat the junk food or eat whatever I want because everything seems to be giving me issues anyways. Um, you know, I'm so embarrassed to go to my family reunion this weekend because my pants don't fit because I'm so bloated. Um you know, I hate going to work because I'm constantly running to the bathroom, you know, whatever you think it is that they might connect to, you really want to outline that in this post. And then you want, then you want to turn it around and say, you know, does this sound like you or does this resonate with you? And if it does, what I like to do is actually chat with you for 15 or 20 minutes to get your input on a new program that I'm creating for someone like you. You know, I really need to chat with someone like you um, to see what it is you want and what would be most beneficial for you. Um, and you can say this is no sales pitch at all. You promise. It's really just you getting on the phone with them, gaining a little bit more information. And then what you could do at the end of the call is actually stay on the line for another 10 minutes or so to answer any of their nutrition, nutrition questions. So maybe you could say, hey, at this point, thank you so much for helping me. Um, why don't I just answer any of your questions? You know, why don't I help you get to that root cause of that problem that you're going through right now? Um, so the whole post is really just you connecting with their pain points, um, calling out to them saying, hey, I need your help. I'm creating this program for someone like you. Can you help me out? You know, at the end, I'd be happy to answer some of your own questions as a thank you. So that's what you're going to post on either Facebook or Instagram and change the post um, to suit the type of social media platform you're going to put it on. And uh, what you're going to do in that post is actually give them a link to book in for the call. So you're going to say book your call here. And what you're going to do is actually set up um, a schedule with all the time slots that you have available to, to run these calls. So um, I like to recommend my clients use Calendly, which is a free service. So C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, Calendly. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Um, what you would do is you would go on, you would create a free Calendly account and you would set up an appointment type. So you could call it client interviews and set maybe a 20 or 30 minute time slot. And then when you create your social media post, you're just going to put the link for people to sign up um, in with that post. And then what people can do is actually just click that sign up for their call, and then everything's ready to go. So that's a really good way to put your post together. And what I want you to do is try to target three to five people to talk to. So we don't have to talk to, you know, 
100 people and, you know, talking to only one or two isn't really enough people to gain, you know, more data or to really understand what more than a few or a couple people really need and want. We want to talk to ideally about five people. Um, even if you can get 10, that would be great. But don't overwhelm yourself. You know, we have to start somewhere with this. So even a couple people at the beginning is going to be better than nothing. So we want to find three to five people. We're going to put your post out there and then you're going to see who's responding. So you might get a few people that will say, yeah, that sounds like me or yeah, I need that. But maybe they're not going to take the next step and actually book in for a call. What I recommend you do is actually um, follow up with these people. So, you know, if they respond at all or even if they give the post a like, I would still follow up with them through a direct message and say, hey, I saw that you liked the post or, you know, I saw that you commented. Would you be open to chatting with me? You know, I just so, so appreciate it. You'd be doing me such a um, service by, you know, getting on the phone with me and chatting. So, um, again, if people aren't reaching out to you, you can totally reach out to other people. But we do want to get those um, calls booked in. And then I'm going to now lead you through what it's going to look like to actually run um, a client interview call. So they're booked in, they're ready to run the session. I would suggest that you can do the session through um, the telephone if you want, so you can get their phone number and just call them. Um, or if you want to run it online and record the session, I would um, suggest using Zoom. Uh, which is a free service online, zoom.com. I'll also link that in the show notes. And um, you can actually do a video chat if you want, or you can just do a voice chat. And you can also choose to record the session. So you don't have to worry about taking crazy amount of notes throughout the session. You can just record it. And then you can go back after you do the call with this person and then write down more detailed notes. So that's ideal if you can record it. If you can't because you're doing it on the phone or maybe you're doing one of these in person with a friend or a colleague, um, just take notes. So just remind them at the beginning that because this is um, you doing a bit of research, you might have to take um, some, you might have to pause for a second and take a few notes and people will honestly understand if you need to do that. They know that what they're getting themselves into, they know that they're helping you out. So don't worry if you have to um, ask them to give you a, a minute or two to write something. Assume you're now about to run the call, I want to actually share with you what this might look like and what kind of questions you might ask to gain a little bit more information. Because remember, the entire purpose of this call is to do research, it's to gain information. We're going directly to the Saurus, you know, hopefully your ideal um, client or your ideal audience or demographic, and we're asking them specific questions to see, you know, what they're struggling with, what they need support with, and so on right? So we're going to the mouth of the babe and we're asking them directly. So once you get them on the call, uh, just start off, you know, thank them so much for doing the interview. Um, remind them that you appreciate their time. And then we're going to actually explain why you're doing the call. Because at this point, they've been engaged by the pain points you've outlined. They feel, you know, like they want to help you out and that they're kind of curious about what you're going to ask them. But we do want to actually tell them and explain to them what's to come in the call. So here's an intro example for you guys. You might want to rewind this a few times and actually write down what it is I'm saying. Um, I actually give this script to my group program students in Launch Your Nutrition Biz, and I'm excited to actually give you guys the script as well. So here we go. 
Thanks so much for offering to participate in this interview. I really appreciate your time. To give you a quick background, I'm in the process of creating my nutrition programs and I wanted to get some feedback on how I could best support someone going through X right now. So X will be the problem or the thing that you want to focus on in your in your nutrition business. So this might be I wanted to give I wanted to get some feedback on how I could best support someone going through, you know, severe digestive issues right now. So just as a heads up, I'll be asking you a few questions throughout the call to better understand what you're going through. The more detailed your response is, the better. So the call shouldn't be any more than 15 to 20 minutes, give or take. Um, and please let me know if you have any questions throughout. You know, we can go into detail on whatever you want. Or if there's questions you don't know how to answer, please just ask me any questions and I'd be happy to answer them for you. So are you ready to get started? So that's just um, one way you could intro them. Again, it's going to depend if you know these people and you have more of a rapport with them, or if this is someone new into your into your life or into your audience, you might want to make it a bit more formal. This is totally up to you, but that is the script that I give um, to my clients just so that they feel more comfortable going into the call so that you don't show up and you're like, um, hi, <laughs> I don't know what I'm asking you today, right? We want to make it as clear and concise and really respect people's time. So then what you're going to do is, you know, you've asked them if they're good to get started, and then you're going to start asking them a series of questions. So the first question that I like to ask is, what are your current frustrations and struggles when it comes to X? So again, we're going to fill in the blank with X. So maybe it's, what are your current frustrations and struggles when it comes to your digestive issues, or when it comes to losing weight? Or what are your current frustrations and struggles when it comes to feeding your children, right? Maybe you're, you're a nutritionist for moms um, and working with busy families and you just want to know, like, you know, what are they actually struggling, struggling with when it comes to mealtime? So we're going to get really deep here and ask them, you know, what is that main thing that they are really struggling with? And likely you will already probably understand a little bit of this because, you know, you are wanting to go into this area and you know that, you know, somebody's probably struggling on the surface level with some of these things. But what we really want to do is listen in here to the language that the people are using. Because what they're going to outline is the pain that they are feeling. And you might hear this, you might have heard me talk about this before, you might hear other um, coaches or wellness professionals talk about pain points. But that's really what we're trying to outline here. What are the pain points that these people are experiencing? Because let's just do a role play here for a minute. If somebody asked me, um, you know, personally, what are your current frustrations and struggles when it comes to your chronic migraines? You know, for me, I would probably say, I hate that I can't, um, you know, function properly when I get a migraine, you know, I can't do my work, I can't show up for my partner, um, I can't go out with my friends, you know, I feel sick, I get nauseous, I likely throw up sometimes, you know, I'm really going to talk about that experience. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be something that I've planned to say, likely whatever comes out is going to be my true feelings. And that's why you're talking to real people who are having these problems. Um, so that we're, again, going straight to the source. So again, we want to ask, what are your current frustrations and struggles when it comes to X? We want to listen to their answer. We want to take notes. And we really want to listen to the language they're using and write down those pain points. The second question is, how are those struggles and frustrations showing up in your day-to-day -day life? What does that look like for you? 
So I kind of answered that a bit in the first question with my example. But for me, with my migraines, you know, those struggles and frustrations show up in my day to day life. um, Because when I have a migraine, I can't do my work, I can't show up for my clients, I have to cancel all of my client sessions. And you know, I just can't function normally. So we're really just asking them here, you know, what are the current frustrations and struggles? And then, you know, how is this affecting your day-to-day life? Um, Because we're really starting to ramp up, you know, how important is it for them to find a solution to this problem? If someone says it's not really affecting their day-to-day life, then you probably haven't hit a nerve deep enough that is going to make them want to invest in a program that you're going to offer based on the problem that they're having. So we want to make sure that we're really getting clear on like, what is it that's really affecting them on a day-to-day basis? Because then we can create a program that's going to have a solution to that problem. And on social media, we can also talk to, you know, I know that every day you're waking up and, you know, you're praying you don't get a migraine or every day you're waking up and hoping you don't get that stomach ache that's going to take you out of that important meeting at the office. So we can really talk to how this is showing up in their day-to-day life, but we won't know that unless we ask them. So that's question number two. Number three is what does X currently keep you from doing or achieving in your life? So again, what does your digestive issues, what do your migraines, what does your weight, whatever it might be currently keep you from doing or achieving in your life? Again, we're just going deeper here. So they're similar questions we're asking, but we're just really trying to get down to that. You know, like you're experiencing this painful thing. You obviously don't want to feel this way, but because you're experiencing it, you know, what is that doing to your life or how is that affecting you on a deeper level? So again, it's not that we're trying to be manipulative and like make them feel really bad here or anything. We're truly just listening you know, be that sounding board, really listen, really engage them, ask the questions, show that you care, use those listening skills, reflect back to them what they're saying, and really just make them feel um, listened to in this point of the interview. So that's question three is the what does X currently keep you from doing or achieving in your life? The next one, question four is what do you wish your situation looked like when it came to X? So what do you wish your situation looked like when it came to your digestion? You know, that person's probably going to answer and say, I wish I could eat all the foods in the world without getting sick. Or I wish I could, you know, put a pair of pants on and not feel bloated or not have to wear stretchy pants all the time because I'm super bloated. Or I wish I could go out with my friends and enjoy that burger and fries and not worry that my stomach's going to blow up or I'm going to have to run to the bathroom. So again, it's really going to just give you a picture of, you know, how they desire to feel. And the way that I like to explain this to my clients is those first few questions is getting really clear on the pain, the pain points that they're feeling. And then now we're shifting into what is the desired state that they want to be in? Or what are those pleasure points? So when we really have that difference between pain and pleasure, we know that we can create something an offering a program, a workshop, a workbook, whatever it is, to actually move them from that place of pain to that place of pleasure or to that place of that desired feeling they want to have. So again, number four is what do you wish your situation looked like when it comes to X? Number five, on a scale of one to 10, and then you can explain one being low, 10 being high, how important is it for you to find a solution right now? So we're really digging into, you know, how important is this to them? 
right? If they rate themselves on a one on the importance scale, again, we haven't hit a deep enough nerve. If they say that the importance is a 10, we know that these people are really committed, but likely they just haven't found a solution to this problem yet. So we use a scale um, really just to measure where they're at and to see again, you know, are we hitting the right nerve or do we need to dig a little bit deeper and get more clear on how this is affecting them and how important it would be for them to make the change. Okay, so number six is it's very similar, but it's on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high. How confident are you that you could solve this on your own right now? So what we're doing here is we are asking them, how confident are they, right? So do I think I could solve my own migraine issue or do I think that I could solve my digestion issue? Or do I think I could lose weight on my own? You're really asking them to ask themselves, you know, how confident am I? And then how confident am I that I could do this on my own, right? And what you might hear or see here is that they might say that they're really high on the importance scale. You know, they really want to find a solution. They're like an eight or a nine, but that there may be a one or a two on the confidence scale. Because, you know, if we were a 10 on the confidence scale, we might have already found a solution to our problems. So you're likely going to see that there's quite a difference between those answers. Um, and again, it's just up to you to listen and really just dig in with them and reflect back to them what they're saying so that they know you're listening throughout this experience. So now we're just going to go a bit deeper and we're going to ask them, number seven, have you ever tried to find a solution for X? What have you done? So have you ever tried to find a solution for your digestive issues or for your migraine or for weight loss? You know, if so, what have you done before? So either they're going to say no, and you're going to, you could even say, you know, why haven't you um, sought out a solution? You know, why haven't you gone that next step and, and see what they say? Or if they say yes, you know, okay, what have you done before? So maybe someone will say they went to a doctor and the doctor didn't um, give them a solution, or maybe the doctor helped, but then the problem came back. Or maybe they went that next step to see a naturopath or an acupuncturist, or maybe they've done a little bit of, I don't know, um, therapy around this issue or whatever it is, right? They're gonna talk to you about that next step they took, but that maybe didn't help them go that whole way, or maybe that they're currently using, maybe they're currently going to massage or they're currently seeing a naturopath, or whatever it is, and it's helping a little bit, but it's not really doing the full job. So we're really just going to ask them, you know, what have they done? Has it worked? Yes or no. Uh, number eight, have you ever invested or thought about investing in a coach to help you with X? So have you ever invested or thought about investing in a coach to help you with your digestive issue, or to help you with your migraines, or to help you with weight loss? So now this is kind of a variation on that first question because you kind of asked them, have they tried to find a solution? But now you're asking them, you know, have they invested in a solution or would they invest in a solution? So you're getting them, you know, you talked about the pain points, you talked about how they want to feel, you started rating them on a scale of how important it was for them to do this and how confident they are. And now you're moving them into the second stage of, okay, you know, now that I know you're ready, you know, let's talk a little bit about what are the next steps. You know, have you thought about investing in this? Um, so they're either going to say yes or no. Um, a few ob obstacles might come up. They might say the cost, the time, um, you know, or maybe they never thought about a coach before or 
They might not know what a coach can do, but likely they're going to start, you know, coming up with yes or no answers to if they would actually take this next step and work with a coach. And then we're going to go that, that layer deeper with question nine and say, what would stop you from hiring a coach? And don't get scared with this question. I know you could feel a little bit like, ooh, I don't want to get any bad answers, but you actually want to invite the objections here. You want to know what's going to stop them because likely for a lot of people, they're going to say, you know, the cost. I remember when I did this, almost everyone said the cost of hiring a coach is what would stop them. Um, Time, not having the time, having to ask family or maybe having to get their husband's approval or the wife's approval and just that stopping them from doing that to begin with. Many different things could come up here. And the reason I'm saying invite the objection is because you want to know what it is in their head that's going to stop them from taking that next step to working with you. Because if you know that, you know, nine out of 10 people say that the cost is going to stop them from hiring a coach, then you as the coach, as a practitioner, as a nutritionist, you have to be addressing that consistently in your marketing by saying, you know, um, I know that you feel like it's expensive to hire a coach or you feel like it's a lot of money to do this or, you know, you'd rather spend your money in these other areas. But, you know, by spending money, it can fast track to get you there sooner or by investing in support, um, you can actually, you know, get through or, you know, balance those digestive issues, you know, now where it would have taken you the next year or two. So, you know, even though it is costing you money, it's saving you time. Or if they're, if time is the objection, you know, how much time are they wasting by not finding the solution? So again, you're just going to have to see what objections come up and then you're going to have to come up with some answers to actually why you believe that this isn't a real problem or objection and why they should be seeing it in a different perspective. And I'm going to really um, invite you to talk about this more on social media or to talk about this more on your website or on your newsletters so that pe- you're getting people comfortable to, sure, I know this is an objection for you, but here's why I believe this coaching support or whatever it is, is still very, very beneficial for you. So the next question, number 10, and we only have two more left, so don't fret, we're almost at the end. The next question is, what methods do you think would be helpful for you to reach your goals? So by methods, what I mean here is, you know, would they need accountability or would they need weekly phone calls or would they need worksheets or maybe like a 20 minute, um, you know, video call every week or maybe they need text message support? You know, what are the methods that would help them to reach their goals? And what they're going to do here is they're probably going to say, Let's assume it's for me, you know, I'm a migraine sufferer. So maybe I know, you know, someone checking in every few days to make sure I'm taking my supplements and maybe um, one session, one 20 minute phone call a week so we can just connect and make sure that I'm, you know, eating the foods that have been recommended and that I'm doing the lifestyle stuff that was recommended, taking my supplements and so on. And just that check in. And then maybe even like a, for me personally, maybe a worksheet that would, you know, help me track my migraines would be really um, good. So this is going to look different depending on who you want to help and, you know, what niche you're working in. But what you want to really dig into here is what are the things that are going to, you know, the tangible things that when you are promoting on your website or on social media, um, what somebody actually gets when they work with you, these are the things that they've told you are really important to them. 
So instead of you thinking that, you know, um, for example, maybe you want to work with those busy moms and getting in, you know, their kitchen, helping them the meal plan and meal prep. And maybe you say in your head, you think one hour phone call every week is what you need to do with them. But maybe that to them is too much of a time commitment. Maybe they would prefer a 10 minute phone call check in, you know, two times a week. And maybe that would be better. But if you didn't ask them what they need and what they want, you would be guessing and then you might actually um, turn them off from your offer because you're offering something that doesn't align with what they actually need or what they actually want. So again, asking what methods do you think would be helpful for you to reach your goals is really going to ask them to help you flesh out that program that you're going to eventually create with all of this information. And then the last question, and again, I have to preface this by saying, I know you're probably going to feel gross with this one. I know you're probably going to feel icky. I know a lot of mindset stuff's probably going to come up and you're probably going to want to skip this question. You might even want to leave this one out, but I'm going to really encourage you that this is one of the questions that is most important and is really going to help you to see things in a different perspective. So the question is, how much would you be willing to invest to solve X problem. So how much would you be willing to invest to solve your digestive issues or to get rid of your migraines or to finally lose that stubborn 20 pounds or whatever it is? You're asking them how much would they be willing to invest? So you can do this one of two ways. You could give them price points. So you could say, you know, let's say zero to $250, 250 to $500, $500 to $1,000, $1,000 plus. Um, so you could give them a framework for how much and they're going to pick a number. Um, or you could just say, how much are you willing to invest? Um, and just leave it open-ended and see what they say. And if you've done a good job of, you know, building up the, you know, pain points, you know, sh helping them through the solution of how they want to feel, really gauge the importance of, you know, do they want to do this right now? Yes or no. They might say, you know what, I would pay anything for a solution like that. Like if you've done a really good job in the call, you might get them to the place where they say anything, any, I would pay anything. Um, and that might happen, but you might also get the person that says, I will, I would be willing to pay a hundred dollars for this. And I just want to remind you that this happens. People lowball all the time. People will go, you know, they, they are in, you know, for lack of a better word, they're in their fear state and they're not willing to say, I pay anything for this. A lot of people want to be conservative and money is a true issue for a lot of people. So if somebody says, I'm willing to pay a hundred bucks for this, don't despair. Don't feel like, you know, why even bother with this business? Cause you're never going to make any money if you're charging, you know, a little amount, um, take their answer with a grain of salt. So number one, it's great to know what their perspective is of how much they would pay, because this is going to give you a bit of context, right? Like if nine out of 10 people say they pay $500 and you price your um, program at $2,000, you know, that's going to be an obstacle you're going to have to speak to all of the time. So you might want to price closer to what your, you know, audience is willing to pay. But at the same time, um, you can also use all of the information from your um, client interviews about the pain they're feeling, how they want to feel, and um, what they need support with to really build out a really good social media marketing plan and a good, um, maybe if you're going to blog, you know, a good website or sorry, blogging plan or um, really good copy for your website based on the pain and struggle that they're feeling. 
And once you've written this all out and you have explained, you know, let's say on the website or in a social media post, you know, that journey of how they're feeling right now and how they could feel and how your program could be the solution, that might actually switch the light on for them. And even if they had initially said, I'm only willing to pay $100, let's say you price your program at $500, by you consistently showing them why this program would be worth that amount of money, you might flip the switch for them. So right now you're starting out really fresh with them. They don't have a ton of context to go on. So again, they might price it a little bit lower. And I just wanted to reiterate this again. I don't want you to worry if they price it really low. Take it with a grain of salt, um, you know, put it into context. But remember, at the end of the day, you get to choose your pricing. This is your business. You have to choose based on your lifestyle and based on your um, you know, family needs or personal needs or whatever it is. So don't let what somebody else says for pricing dictate what you're going to price something at. Um, just take it into consideration. So that was very long winded. But basically, I just want you to ask that question. I want you to start getting comfortable with talking about money. I want you to have a bit of context for how much you might be able to charge. But then at the end, I want you to be able to charge whatever it is you feel is best for yourself and your program. Okay, so we went through all of the 11 questions. Um, obviously, you can change them up, you can add, you can take away, but you might want to change the time frame of how long you've said you do the call for depending on how many questions you're going to have. Um, so you might even want to just say, you know, this is going to be a 30 minute call. And then even if it ends early, that's totally fine. But we just want to make sure we're trying to respect people's time and not take too much of their time if we haven't um, kind of given them the heads up of how long the interview might take. Okay, so we've run it. We're at the end of the call. Um, I would just end it by saying, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to answer all of my questions so thoughtfully, you know, and you could even add in a little anecdote about I really loved how you brought this point up, or I really loved how you answered this. Or, you know, I never really thought about, you know, this point of why someone wouldn't hire a coach, you know, make it personal, um, show that you were listening, show that you really care. And you're so thankful that they took their time out of their busy schedule to talk to you. Um, and then at the end, I would say, you know, I'd love to just stick with you on the phone for another five minutes or so to answer one of your main health questions. You know, what can I help you with? So again, you're just kind of giving them that time at the end saying thank you, giving them like a free little gift of, you know, having one of their health questions answered. You could also, instead of doing a kind of a five to 10 minute, you know, I'll answer one of your questions, you could even say, you know, as a thank you, I'm going to send you my free guide on how to beat the bloat, or how to get rid of your migraines naturally, or whatever it is, if you have something you could send to them as a thank you, you could totally do that as well. I know when I ran these in the past, I actually gave a 30 minute free coaching session to everyone. I had interviewed 10 people and I gave a 30 minute coaching session, which was really great. Um, you know, and I felt like it was a good exchange, but it took a lot of time to run 10 30 minute sessions when I was also in the thick of building my business. So you might want to just be really careful on what you what your promise is at the end and make it as simple and easy as your easy for yourself so that you can deliver right away. Okay, so again, you <laughs> just to reiterate, you have created that social media post, you've asked people to sign up to run to run your interviews, you've gotten hopefully three to five people um, to chat on the phone with or to, do, to run a zoom call with. 
And then you've gone through that intro, invited them onto the call, you've run them through all the questions, and then you've wrapped the call up at the end and um, you know, thank them for taking time to talk with you and perhaps giving them some kind of free offer at the end or time to ask their health questions. So that's really the basis of doing these client interviews or doing this market research. You're gaining all of the information, but it doesn't stop there. What you're going to do now is you're going to take what you learned. I would do this, you know, right after the call or within the few days after you run these calls and you're going to sit down. And what I would suggest you do is write down all of the language that they explained for their pain points. So again, if we're using bloating as an example, you know, they said gassy, upset stomach, um, full, uh, my pants are too tight, can't go out with my friends, um, running to the bathroom, all of the things they're experiencing, I would write down in a list um, just so you have all of that language there and ready when you need it. And then you're going to do the same with their desired outcome language or their pleasure language. So, you know, um, eating all the foods, going out with friends, wearing clothes that I love. Um, wearing clothes that are comfortable, um, having consistency with my bowel movements, you know, uh, whatever it might be, going to dinner parties, like these are the things that they want to feel. And then what we're going to do is, you know, when you're writing a Facebook post or when you're writing an Instagram post, pull from those lists. So you could even say, like, do you feel like you're constantly running to the bathroom, you're constantly have no control over your bowels, you're, you know, scared when you're going to have to run to the bathroom next. But what you want to feel is in control of this and, you know, being able to eat all the foods that you love and wear all the clothes that you love. Like, I know that you feel lost right now, but there is a way that, you know, I can help you. And that's why I created my X program. So, you know, again, we can use the language in the from the client interviews in our business moving forward. And you really want to sit, take some time, sit down, write these lists out so you have that wording and that language accessible to you. And then um, the second thing that I want you to do is now the whole point of you running these interviews was for you to gain information on what next steps you can take when you're creating um, your nutrition program or you're running a workshop or you're creating some kind of like online program. And that doesn't mean you have to run these client interviews every time you're creating something new in your business. But I would say you want to run these near the beginning of your business so you get a really clear sense of what people need and want and then if you're creating something big like maybe an online program or some other big you know shift in your business you might want to run these again down the road to just gain more information but what you're going to do then is take all of that information and you're going to start mapping out your program or your offering for your client so you just kind of start thinking about maybe you interviewed someone named mary you're going to start thinking, okay, so Mary, what she's experiencing now are all these things, how she desires to feel is this way, you know, her barrier, her obstacle is um, the time it's going to take. So I know that I'm not going to put too many calls in. Um, that's going to take all of her time. Maybe I'm going to offer email support and maybe I'm going to offer more worksheets or coaching videos that she can do on her own timeline. And you're going to start adding all these elements in. And then at the end, you're going to put a price on it. And that, again, like I said, can be based on what they said they were willing to pay, but also taking into consideration how much you should be charging for your lifestyle. Um, and also for the solution that you're providing. Like if you're providing a very targeted solution for a very specific problem, you might be able to charge a bit more. So for example, if you are working with people who have 
severe digestive issues and you're running them through an elimination diet, you may be able to charge a little bit more than the nutritionist who's just working with everyone to help them get healthy and well and help them with a little bit of lifestyle changes. So again, if you can get more clear on that transformation that you're doing with your client, you may be able to charge a little bit more of a premium price. So you're going to collect all of this. You're going to start mapping out your program um, based on the answers you got. And then you're going to start promoting your program based on the language that your clients used. Um, and you're just going to start talking about this. And I really highly suggest that when you start to promote your programs and you start to say, hey, I have this new program, um, I would honestly talk about it as often as you can. So don't just post once and say, hey, my new Eat the Bloat program's out. It's, you know, 10 weeks long. Um, it includes this, this and that. Um, if you want to sign up, DM me and then never post again. Like I highly suggest you don't do that. Post about it. Tell people why they might want to um, learn more about it. You know, talk about the pain points. Talk about the way they desire to feel. Um, talk about the benefits of the program. You know, instead of saying you're going to get 10 calls and email support and tech support, start saying you're going to, you know, be able to come from this program and feel in complete control of your digestive system. You're going to have, you know, very little... Um, reaction to any foods that you're eating. Your pant size, again, this depends on your on your niche or your focus, but your pant size will go down um, a little bit because you're not so bloated and inflamed. Um, you know, the, whatever it's going to be that's going to attract them, that's what you want to outline versus, you know, you're going to get 10 calls and you're going to get email support. That stuff is important, but it's not as important as how they're going to feel. And the reason that I say this, not to get too off topic, but the reason I want to really drill home is that you want to outline the benefits of why they should work with you is because people buy from emotion. So if you are chatting with Mary, um, who maybe has digestive issues, you know, if you're explaining to her, I know you're feeling this way, Mary, and I know you want to feel this other amazing way, but you don't know how to get there. But I have a program that can help you. And here's what it's going to help you do. That's a lot more emotionally connected than saying, Mary, you're not feeling so great. And I have a program that has 10 calls and has a meal plan and it has like text message support and that's going to help you, <laughs> right? It's not as compelling. We really want to connect to people's emotional state. Um, and we, because we truly want to help people transform and we really want to help people get healthy. Um, so the best way to do that is to connect to that emotional state. Um, and we're going to know what that emotional state is based on all of the answers from um, the market research we did from the client interviews. So I know that this was um, quite a heavy episode where I outlined a lot for you guys to take in. Um, I won't take too much of, more of your time because I want you to be able to digest this and I want you to be able to put this into action. So what I suggest you do is sit down, gain a little bit more clarity on, you know, who is it that I want to call out to in this Facebook or Instagram post I'm doing. Um, you know, what am I saying? What's this post going to look like? Who am I really trying to attract? So again, am I trying to attract that client who has digestive issues or the client that wants to lose some weight or the client that wants to go keto? And then you want to write a post based on that. You really want to attract them in. Um, and then you want to run, you know, the next step would be to schedule the interviews in and run the interviews. And then in your calendar, schedule some time to sit down to write down, you know, all of the information you gathered, 
to create that pain point list and that desired outcome list, um, and then start mapping out your program or your offering. You know, put this into action right away. And if you need to go back and listen to um, the interview questions, you can always go back, rewind this episode, start jotting down the questions, and fill in all of those X's. Um, you know, where you're going to put your own. Uh, niche or your own client's experience in there and make all of these questions as personalized as you can. Now, before we go, I know some of you might be thinking, well, I don't actually have anyone in my audience I can ask these questions to. I don't actually have, you know, somebody like a friend or a family member or someone on Instagram or Facebook that might have digestive issues or who might not be a busy mom. And if that's truly the case, you know, if your audience that you currently have isn't the right audience or there's no one there that fits kind of the bill, what I suggest doing is popping into some Facebook groups. So, for example, if you're working with digestion issues or IBS, let's say, you know, try to pop into some Facebook groups that are, you know, digestion or IBS focused or nutrition for IBS or wellness for IBS, you know, even um, acupuncture for IBS, whatever it is, something similar to what it is um, that you want to do and go into the group and see what kind of questions people are asking. You know, maybe they're saying, Hey, I'm having a problem with my digestion. It won't go away. Here's how I'm feeling. Or I'm banging my head against the wall because I can't solve this problem. Or, Hey, does anybody else feel this way? So what you're going to do is see in these groups, what are these common questions that people are asking? Because if you know that those are pain points, you can then start to assume that people need a solution for them. And if so many people are asking the same question, we know that it's something that's more universal and that a lot of people need support with. So yeah, use the Facebook groups um, for that. Even Instagram comments, you know, go into other people in your industry, maybe another nutritionist that does um, digestion or hormones and see what people are asking them or see what kind of content they're creating and draw from that. Of course, we don't want to be a copycat, but you can take inspiration from what other people are doing. Um, and then the other way you can do this is actually jump onto something like YouTube or Google and just write in the search bar, you know, um, help, I have digestive issues or help me with my IBS or how do I solve my IBS issue or, um, pain relief for migraines or nutrition for migraines, whatever it might be, you know, search in the search bar um, with as much clarity as you can and see what kind of videos are coming up. So see what kind of content is already being created and then see what kind of comments people are leaving below the videos to see what kind of questions they're asking. A lot of people will say, oh my God, great video. This was so helpful. This helped me so much. And if that's the case, you know that that content is wanted and needed by people in that niche. So again, if you can't find someone in your audience to pull from to do an interview, you can use social media, you can use Google, you can use YouTube. Um, there's really no excuse not to do this. And I say that in the most loving way possible. Um, and, you know, I just want to make it crystal clear that this is the most important step for you creating your programs or your offerings or whatever it is. It is the first step that you need to take before putting your, putting your business out there because this is going to save you so much time and so much headaches or so many headaches um, because you're learning straight from the source what they want and need instead of going out there, guessing, putting stuff on Facebook, putting stuff on Instagram, not getting any likes, not getting any signups, not getting any clients. You know, we can work that model and we can do it that way, but it's going to be a heck of a lot easier if you can put the time in, do the research, go straight to the source, learn what they need, 
um, really like really dig in and ask them, you know, how can you genuinely support them? Um, and then create something based on what they said they want. I promise you this is going to be the best way to run your business. It's going to give you so much insight. It's really like fun research. So you don't have to think like research in terms of you going to the library and writing your 20 page essay. This is really fun research because it's you talking to people about something you really want to help with and something you love doing. So don't skip this step. I highly suggest you do this. And I just want to remind you the best action you can take is any kind of action and to do it right now. So don't wait, try to get on these as soon as possible. So I just wanted to remind you guys that Launch Your Nutrition Biz, my group program, um, we're currently in a session right now, but we have another one coming up in January. And what this is, is a 10-week group program that helps you start and scale your nutrition business from scratch. So this is perfect for you if you are a current student and you're soon graduating, or maybe you're a new graduate, or maybe you're a graduate and you really haven't done anything with your business. This program helps you to build out your entire business from start to finish. So we go into your business fundamentals, getting your business registered and set up, getting your name picked, getting your insurance done. And then we move into getting all your client forms done, getting your scheduler set up, getting your payment processor set up. You know, I know that those are things that really messed me up because I didn't know how to actually get someone to pay or and how to get someone to schedule in. So we go through all of that fundamental stuff. We also dig deep into your niche. We go into client interviews. So we do this, what we've talked about today in way more detail. And I hold you accountable to make sure that you actually get this done. Then we start talking about creating your program, setting your prices. Uh, we talk about your website and social media and creating a newsletter. And then we finally launch your business together in week 10. So if this sounds like something that you want to join, um, I'm now taking a wait list. So if you go to stephanielong.ca slash group program, put yourself on the wait list and you'll be the first to find out when spots open in the next few weeks and you might get a discount or two for joining. So thanks again for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Jump on over to stephanielong.ca slash group program if you want to learn, out more, learn more about the group program. And that's it for now. See you later. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.